Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I hope all is well with you. I know we've all been in quarantine, but the good thing is I think that some states are starting to relax their um, strict quarantine rules and guidelines, so you may still be getting out. Guys, I just want to say, if you are going out, please continue to be safe because right now we still don't have a vaccine and we still... um, don't know a way to keep from spreading it. I mean, we do, aside from quarantine. But I just want to say, you know, if you're going out, please go out and be safe. Do the social distancing, use a mask, whatever you have to do, please do it. Now, I know sometimes masks feel ridiculous. I feel terrible. I feel silly going out to stores now. All right, don't laugh at me, but the kind of mask I have, I'm looking for a fashionable one. So if any of you know of a fashionable mask, please let me know where I can find one. Because right now, I don't have a fashionable mask. If anything, I have, like, that YouTube face mask where you make from a sock. And it's funny because I refuse to buy one. I just keep washing that one. Every time I go out, I wash it. Then if I go out again, I use it. But I have been staying at home for the most part. And unless I go shopping or going to the grocery store, I do not leave. And even with that, I wear my sock mask. So I'm looking. I'll probably just buy some masks online and just get those. Or I might just um, find a fashionable mask, which is what I really want to use because I feel silly wearing my sock mask. But then aside from that, it's very difficult to keep lip gloss on. And I love, love, love lip gloss. Like that is my most favorite thing of all times. I have so many things of lip gloss. It's ridiculous. I can just have like a stack of them. And then I use some of them and then I mix the colors and stuff but right now I just feel weird because I cannot use any lip gloss and when I put it on it always goes it gets on my mask so that has been an adjustment for me because I love lip gloss but with that being said I think that safety is more important than lip gloss and I'm sure eventually we'll be able to go back out without wearing a mask and I can resume my lip gloss or I can do what I do now just wear it in the house Of course, no one sees it. Well, my husband and my kids. But aside from that, no one sees it. But I'm good. And I'll say that. I'm good. So, guys, I just want to encourage you guys to be safe. Continue to use your precautions or whatever it needs to do. Because I would hate for any one of you to get sick or anyone in your family to get sick. So, be safe. Use precautions. Wear a face mask. Social distance. Wash hands. All the stuff we're told to do. And... So that when we do go back out into the public, we will be able to be safe and kind of get back to resuming uh, slightly normal life again. So that is what I want to say. Now this week, because of everything that's going on, and for me, it's been two months since I've like gone out and did all the stuff I normally do, I know that stress can be at its highest. And I know I did an episode about stress at home, but I want to re-air that episode. And it's because this month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. But in addition to that, just being stuck in the house and not going anywhere and in such close proximity with people all the time can have an effect on your mental health. And it can create a lot of stress, which in turn can create problems and issues for your marriage. So we're going to talk about that today. And I want you to go over it. If you've heard it already, listen to it again. It's going to be a great refresher. If you have not, great. This is a chance to hear it for the first time. And just know that um, there are things you can do to reduce the stress level that you may be feeling or in your home. Anything that you're going through, there's a way to reduce that stress level. So guys, here's the um, the episode, how to read or 
what how to cope with stress at home. And I also want to tell you that um, just listen to it, do what you have to do, and do what needs to be done to reduce your stress level. Because I would hate, as I always say, I would hate for this time period not to bring you closer to your husband, your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or your partner. And I would hate for this to be a time that draws you further apart. I read somewhere that divorce rates will probably be going up, but I don't want that for you. No, 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 you don't need that. So listen to this, learn how to reduce your stress, because if you reduce your stress, then you're going to be a better spouse or partner or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever. You're going to be better for the person that you're with. So work on reducing your stress at home so you can be a better version of yourself for the person that you're married to, the person that you're dating, the person that you're with. All right, so guys, listen to this episode. And next week, I will be back and I will be talking to you then. So enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you guys later next week. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about something that I think a lot of us are experiencing right now, and that is how to deal with stress at home. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it has been almost a week and a half of staying in the house. And even though things are good, things, um, yeah, they're really good. I can't really complain about it, but there are some stressful things about being home as well. Like, for example... Yesterday, I told the girls I would take them outside for a walk around the neighborhood. And I do this just to get them out of the house, you know, a little exercise here and there. However, when we went outside, it was raining lightly. So, I told them, I was like, guys, we can't take our walk today. We have to go back inside the house, and we have to just walk another day. Now, normally, this wouldn't have been such a huge issue. You know, it's common sense. If it's raining, you cannot really walk outside. I'm not going to get wet walking outside unless I'm walking and then it starts to rain. But if it's already raining, there is no way I'm going to just go walking outside. So I couldn't take them, and they understood this, whatever. But this time, all three of the girls, the 14-year-old, 13-year-old, and 11-year-old, all had meltdowns because I would not take them on a walk in the rain. Like, they were upset, they were crying, you know, it's not fair, you promised. I'm just like, it's raining outside. I really tried to go. You know, I walked outside, so apparently I'm going through with my end of the bargain. I cannot control the rain, but they were upset about it. They cried, they had fits, not really tantrums, they're older now. You know how that is. Like, silent treatment, don't want to talk to you, upset, should have taken me out anyway, that kind of thing. Eventually, they did calm down, and they admitted to me that they understood why I did not take them on a walk, but that they were just disappointed because they were looking forward to it all day, and since they hadn't been out of the house a lot, they just wanted to get out and do something, which I get. So I'm sure that if my preteen and my teenage daughters are feeling this way, then let's be honest that we adults are in the same situation, and all the adults in the house, we are feeling a little stressed as well. Have you found yourself easily irritated or getting annoyed and frustrated over like the silliest things? You're just like, man, I don't know why I got mad at that. Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then yeah, you're dealing with some type of stressor. And here's the thing. Everything in your life right now might be going great. But with all the uncertainty that we are experiencing and the fact that none of us knows when we will be able to get back to our normal routines or when it's really a safe thing to actually leave our house and go out 
and do things. Oh, and let me mention the whole elephant in the room, which is the fear of the unknown with the coronavirus. I mean, scientists are still learning about it. And all the information that we are getting from the news and the CDC, and yes, even from Facebook, can seem overwhelming at times. Because this is all everyone has been talking about for the past two or three weeks. So we're constantly being saturated and bombarded with information about the coronavirus. And I don't know about you, but just hearing so much negativity and all this stuff about the economy, it's kind of stressful for me. And I'm sure you're beginning to feel the effects of what we are all going through as a global community. So if that is the case, it's no wonder that a lot of us are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And if what I'm saying is resonating with you, then good. You've identified that you're feeling stressed out right now, which is totally awesome. Because before you can begin to make positive changes in your life, you must first recognize the problem. And then, and only then, can you begin to make the changes that you need to make in your life. So, if you're feeling stressed out, then imagine how it is affecting your kids and even your marriage. Stress can affect our marriage in so many different ways. It can affect our behavior and the way we act toward our spouse. Stress affects us emotionally, which also affects our spouse. Because if you're upset and you're crying or you're stressed out and you're irritable, you are not going to be like the best you you can be. You're probably going to be a little irritable, snappy, give like quick remarks, like maybe be cold, maybe snap at them a little bit more, be irritable. I mean, it's going to affect your relationship and it's going to affect your spouse. If stress affects you physically where you're like sick and it gives you headaches and stomach aches and you just can't cope and it's just affecting you in such a way physically that you have to like maybe lay down or you can't focus and do what you have to do, then it affects your spouse as well. And even if stress affects you physically, you're being, it affects your spouse. Now, stress can also weaken your immune system and cause you to feel sick, which is the example that I mentioned with stress affecting you physically. Some examples would be like a headache, a stomach ache, anxiety, panic. I mean, all of these things can happen when you are stressed. And none of this is good for you or for your marriage. So today, we're going to discuss some things you can do while you are home to cope with the stress that you may be feeling. I think the first thing that is very good for all of us to do, which all of us think we do, but we don't, is to express yourself. Now, I know for one, I do sometimes have an issue with expressing myself. And it's weird because I talk all the time. But when it comes to like sitting down and telling people exactly how I feel, I don't always do that. It's like I'll internalize it. Like, oh, they know they shouldn't have done this because I feel this way or whatever. So I'll get mad at someone, even though I haven't even told them why I'm upset, become like, you should already know because you did it. Well, they cannot already know because they can't read your mind. So if you feel in any way while you're at home during this time that you have been mistreated by a family member or someone in your house, what you should do is um, speak up, talk to them, express what's bothering you. But you have to do it in a way where you're not being... You're not making accusations and being accusatory and telling them, it's your fault I'm here in this house and it's your fault that I feel this way. No, that's not how that works out. You should say, remember when, I'm going to use a kid for example. Let's say your kid breaks something or whatever and you're like, remember when you broke this? It made mommy feel sad because you didn't listen or whatever. Or if your husband does something or your wife and they does something that make you feel upset or frustrated or irritated, you can just wait and you like when you're in a calm and state of mind where you can actually talk, you can say something like, Remember when you said this or when you did this? 
Well, it made me feel this way because at the time you said it, I was feeling such and such. So this is how it made me feel. And then you can go from it from that level. It's always best to go with how it made you feel instead of you did this to me. Because no one wants to be accused of anything. No one wants to be attacked. And the whole you did this to me or you said this, it is one where it's coming off as you attacking that person. But if you're just explaining about your feelings and how it made you feel, then that's a better way of handling things. So number one, express yourself. If you are in the house, I know it sounds crazy, you need to slim down your schedule. So do not give yourself an overwhelming home to-do list because that's just going to lead you to more stress. So if you thought that this time at home was going to be a time you're going to clean up the house and you're going to paint and do all the stuff you never did, in the five years that you had the house, you're going to do it all in this three-week period, then you are setting yourself up for failure and tons of stress. Do not do that. Maybe pick one activity that you want to do at the house a week and then do that. Prioritize which one is more important to you and then go from there. Now, if you're working from home and you're like, oh, this is a good time for me to catch up on all my work and all of this, nope, not a good idea. Do not do that because you are going to stress yourself out. Because the key is the more you have to do, the more overwhelmed you feel and the more stressed you're going to be. So you have to slim down that schedule. So if you have a list of things to do for the day, if you're working from home, go with the one that needs to be done first. That's the most important. Do that one first. Because if you have kids in the house, they're not going to be quiet the whole day. So you do the one that is most important first during the time your kids are quiet. Then the rest of the ones that are least important, you can get those done, but you can do them at different times. And give yourself room and space to work and do these things. Don't hold yourself so accountable to a schedule. Like normally I know I have a schedule when I want things to get done. But you cannot stick to that schedule when everybody is home. So what you can do is the most important thing do first. Then everything else, work in around maybe naps, lunch, when the kids are playing the video games. Work it in around then. But the most important thing do first. And then after that, do everything else. And here's another thing. Learn how to say no. Don't take on so many commitments. And I know since you're home, you're just like, how do I take on tons of commitments? Well, you can do that even with your kids by like, I want to take you here. I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to do that with you. No, no, no. Don't do that either. Pick one activity that you want to do with your kids a day. Do that one activity. And then if you have time to do something else, do that. So it's all about slimming down your schedule so that what you're doing is something that you can realistically do and not something that is unrealistic. I think so many times we get stressed out because we're giving ourselves such a huge list of things to do that it's not even humanly possible to do these things. So if you're trying to do something that you normally couldn't do on any other given day, you're going to stress yourself out with all of these expectations that you have for yourself. So cut down those expectations. Slim down your schedule. Do one thing. Get that done. And if you have time, do something else. But don't hold yourself to a huge, long, drawn-out schedule that you know you cannot keep up with. Another thing that you can do while you're at home is select a stress management activity. Now, this is good. Now, I know for me, my stress management activity is listening to music. And I love listening to music. I love writing. I love singing. So that, for me, is my stress management activity. Now, for one of my daughters, her stress management activity is playing the trumpet. Okay, yeah, that stresses the rest of us out, but it distresses her. So you know what? We just deal with it. Leave it alone. And if I must say, she's gotten really good. Like, she can go online and pick out different songs and play them, which she could not do before. So... 
My daughter's doing an awesome job with her trumpet. Maybe one day she'll play the trumpet as a professional. I would love that because I love music. But I'm not going to say it because if she hears me ever saying that, she is not going to keep practicing. So that's just between us. Let's just keep it our secret. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Find a stress management activity. It could be yoga. <clears throat> Excuse me. It could be knitting, listening to music. It could be meditating. It could be praying. Whatever it is. That's, it could be reading, gardening. Whatever it is that helps you deal with stress, do that. So try to get that in at least once a day. And I'm saying this because we're at the house, you know, so you can add this into your, you can do this. Try to do something, even if it's crossword puzzles, whatever it is that helps you de-stress, do that. And that will also help you find a way or a vehicle to get rid of some of your stress. And just put this into your daily activity and daily routine. Another thing you can do to help control your stress is to take action. Because so many times we do not take action about the things that are stressing us out. So if there's a situation that's stressing you out, take some action and make it better. So many times we just deal with stress like, oh, this is stressing me out. But we don't do anything. Um, maybe it's hard to believe this, but some of the things that stress us out is in our control. Like if there's a person stressing you out, you can choose whether or not to hang around that person as much. But if it's a family member, if it's a person that's stressing you out, you can choose to talk and work on the issue instead of just ignoring it. And be like, oh, they're just stressing me out. Or if money is stressing you out, you can take action to work on your finances to fix it so that it's no longer a stressor. Or if um, your kids have not cleaned up the house and it's stressing you out, then you can take action and have them clean up and help them clean up so that that's no longer a stressor. So many times we deal with things that we don't have to deal with when we can just take action and get rid of those things that are stressing us out. And... We just don't take action. Sometimes when it comes to stress, we just deal with it like, oh, this is a permanent thing. We have to deal with this situation. It's really stressing me out, but I have to deal with it. No, you don't. You can take action. Like earlier, I told you how I was getting stressed out about all the news coverage of the coronavirus. So what did I do? I took action and said, nope, we're going to watch it for these couple of minutes to be informed. But other than that, we are not dealing with it. And so sometimes you have to take action to deal with stress. So don't let it just go and think that there's, it's, not, it's out of your control and there's nothing you can do. So many times there are things you can do and you can control some things. Now, not everything, which brings me into my point, except what you can't control. But for the things you can control, take action. Then accept the things that you cannot control. Because if you're getting overwhelmed by things that you can't control... It's a waste of your time. You're setting yourself up for failure because there's no way you can control it. So why stress about things you can't control? Just accept, hey, I can't control this. And it may be difficult because if you are a person like me who kind of like to control your environment, you just got to accept there are some things you cannot control. Like, for instance, me working at home. I can control working at home to an extent, but I can't control the other factors like maybe... My kids making noise every now and then. Or maybe they want to spend time with me or do stuff with me. Because they are kids. They, I can't expect them to sit down all day long at the house, not doing anything, not making a sound. That would be ridiculous. So I can't control that. They're, they're kids. They're going to need to have some time. to. They need downtime. They need time to relax. So what I can control is when I get my work done and how I get it done. So I can get it done when they're playing video games or when they're quiet. And then when they're not quiet, I can do things with them and not try to be so controlling. Like, this has to be quiet the whole eight hours. 
So, accept what you can't control. Take action on things you can't control. Another thing is surround yourself with supportive people. Now, I would pray and hope that since we are all stuck home, that you are in a group of people with your family that are supportive, <clears throat> kind, and they don't stress you out. However, if this is not the case, then you may want to reach out to some of your friends who may be like your inner circle who are supportive people. And even though you can't go to see them, you can always um, call them on the phone, you can text with them, you can Skype, um, you can talk to them on Facebook if you still do that or want to do that. I mean, there are ways to connect without actually going out. So it's important that during this time you surround yourself with supportive people. And let me just say, it may not even be that your family is not supportive, but if you need like encouragement from other moms who are at this time trying to homeschool their kids, you want to, you may want to get yourself involved in an um, online support group or online Facebook group for parents who homeschool their kids. So that way you have like a group of people who are supporting you, you're exchanging resources, and you can feel like you're not so alone. Or if you have other things you want to do, you may want to connect with people who have some of the same hobbies and things that you want to do so that you guys can work on that and you don't feel so alone at this time because you're stuck in the house. And that will also help too because if you are doing things that you like to do and you're connecting with people who are doing the same things, then you are not holding that expectation upon your spouse or your kids to fulfill you. You're doing things that you like and you're surrounding yourself with supportive people. So I think that's mostly the case here because I'm not going to say that your spouse is not supportive because they probably are supportive. But being in the house with someone all the time, they may not be interested in homeschool, and it's fine if they're not. They may not be interested in a book club or reading a book with you or something that you may want to do, but it doesn't make them less supportive. It just means that that's just not their thing, and it's okay. So you need to find a group of people who are into those things so that you can do those things with them. Now, any normal situation, I would be like... Um, consider your inner group. I would mostly be talking about your inner circle of people that you hang around at work, people you associate with, and I'm still talking about it, but since we are at home, we need to make sure that we are surrounding ourselves with people who are interested in doing the same thing so that we don't stress each other out. When I say each other, your spouse or your kids out because you're doing something you like to do and you're not holding these expectations on them to fulfill you since they're the only people around you since you're home. So surround yourself with supportive people. Get organized because organization helps you. Believe it or not, living in an organized, tidy home coupled with maybe um, a couple of things to do at the house can bring about a sense of order and control. So if you feel out of control, go clean your room. If you feel like things are like really stressful, clean the house, sanitize it or whatever. Make your house a nice, comfortable living space for you. And when you do this, it will help you because you're not getting frazzled. Believe it or not, sometimes the environment that we place ourselves in is the cause of a lot of our stress and anxiety. So if you're living in a house that is cluttered, dirty, messed up, and it's not like a good living space or a good environment for you, then that also can be part of your stress because clutter can cause stress. And your house usually resembles your mindset. So if you want to declutter your mind, Declutter your house. If you want to clean up what you think about yourself and what you think about other people, 
clean up your house. Now, I'm not going to say that clean up your house makes you automatically happy, but no, it puts you in a space where you can think. When you clean up, it puts you in a clean space where you can think and you can prioritize and you can make rational decisions because your house is clean, it calms you down, and you can begin to make good decisions and start thinking about different things. So if you need to get organized, this is the perfect time to do it. Organize your house so you can have some sense of control, which will decrease your stress and help you to cope better. Is that making sense? All right, good. Another thing that you have to do, and this is simple, easy, and we should all know and understand this and do it, make time for fun. Like, the simple things in your house can step up happiness. So if you guys, if you want to play a game with your kids or with your spouse, play a game. Watch a movie together. Make popcorn together. Make lunch together. Take a walk. Just do something fun. Because when you do fun things, it can step up your happiness. It takes away your stress because you're no longer worrying about the things that you're worrying about. You're doing something fun. Even if it's something simple like reading to your child, playing with a pet, do something fun. And that can also help you cope with the stress that you may be feeling. Create a personal space. Now, this is important. You may not have a huge mansion, so you may not have a room to yourself. You may not have an office. But there has to be some place in your house where you can go and feel a sense of calm and peace. Whether it's your garden, it can be the front porch when you sit out there. Like for me, in my living room, I have like my kids laugh at it because I call it my office. It's not even a big office space to be real. It's like one of those little desks you can buy from Walmart. I have my laptop on it. I have two little um, cubby things beside it where I can put my work. I have my microphones. I have two of them now. I have my microphones for podcasting, recording. I have all my stuff in like a little area. And it's not even huge, but it's my space. And I can decorate that space however I want to because it's my personal office. So I have my own little space. And I know that whenever I go to this little space, my office, I can go there. I can relax. I can work. I just feel peaceful because this is my area. So just get an area. It can even be a chair. Like, if you just have a chair and you sit in a corner, like, this is my space, whatever it is, let that be your personal space where you can relax. Whenever you want to relax and feel comfortable, go to that space so you can sit and relax and be comfortable. It could be anywhere, and you can do anything in that little space, but that's your place where you can relax and get away from what's happening in your home or in the world, but right now, in your house. So go there, create a little personal space. And go there to make that space a comfortable space where you can relax and calm down. And just de-stress. Infuse your home with calm. Now I know you're like, how in the world do I infuse my home with calm? Easy. It's not as difficult as it may sound. Now I know everybody has different things that seems to calm them down. Like for me, music calms me. For other people, one of my daughters, she likes to listen to... Um, what noise is it? Like the nature sounds that calms her down. So if you like, if having like candles and good smells in your house calms you down, then do that. If having classical music played in your house, I mean, whatever it is in your house that calms you down. It could be plants. It could be rocks, natural elements. It could be a cool painting on a wall, calming colors, soft lights in your house, whatever it is. Do that to infuse your house with a piece of calm. So when you walk into your home, it's like a zen 
spa for you. Whatever you need to do to make that happen, just do that. Make your house a calming place so that when you come home or now that you are home, you can just be in a place where your house is calm, where you feel calm, and that the atmosphere is conducive for a calming, peaceful environment. So infuse your house with calm. And another thing that I want you to remember is that when you're feeling stressed, is that that stressful feeling is temporary and that is not a permanent feeling. So many times we get stressed and we're just like, oh my goodness, and it's just like something that takes over you and you don't think of it like, okay, I'm feeling stressed right now, but this is temporary, I'll get over it. It just takes over you and you be stressed for days and months or whatever. Stress does not have to consume your life. You can be stressed, but realize this is not a temporary feeling. You're just stressed because of what you're dealing with right now. And you know what I always say, just because what you're feeling right now in this moment may be stressful, it does not mean the next moment you're going to feel stressed. It does not mean the next moment things are not going to get better for you. So just remember that feeling stressed is a feeling that you have at this moment, but it's not a feeling that you're necessarily going to have for a lifetime or even in the next moment or even in the next hour. So it's important to do what you can to control what you can control, take action, accept what you can't control. Um, it's important to infuse your home with calm, create that personal space, get organized, make time for fun, surround yourself with supportive people. All of these things are important. And it's important that you do every single one of these things. But it's also important that you remember that what you're feeling right now is temporary. And that the stress you feel will go away and that is not a permanent thing. And that things will get better. Now the song that we're going to listen to today is called When I'm In Your Arms. And I picked the song specifically for this week's episode because even though you may be dealing with stress at home or your spouse may be dealing with stress at home, there are ways that we can cope that we've already talked about how to cope with and deal with stress at home. And that will allow you to be like a comforting presence to your spouse or for your spouse to understand what you're dealing with and be a comforting presence to you. But the goal is for us to comfort each other, be there for each other, and to let each other know that we're there. And the best way to do that is letting our spouse know that we have their back 100%. So the title of this song is called When I'm In Your Arms, and it talks about a woman who's going through a lot of things, she had a bad day, and when she got home, her spouse made her feel better about it because gave her a hug and everything was okay. And that's kind of where we want to try to go so that we can be that for our spouse or we, if our spouse is that to us. All right, so here's the song, When I'm In Your Arms. Frustrated and tired, had a bad day, such a bad day. My mind is thinking about today, nothing went my way. As soon as I get home, you are there for me. Waiting there for me As soon as I get home You are there for me Waiting there for me The cloud seems to go away When I'm in your arms When I'm in your arms My problems They don't stay 
crazy, but that is what love does. It brings out the best in you. Together, there is nothing that we won't do. Just me and you. As soon as I get home, you are there for me, waiting there for me. As soon as I get home, you are there for me, waiting there for me. The clouds seem to go away when I'm in your arms, when I'm in your arms. My podcast i would like to take the time to thank unique music for their continued support and sponsorship of the music and vibes podcast unique music is the publishing company that represents all of the songs heard here on the podcast so thank you so much unique music for your continued support guys i just want to say thank you to you for listening and for tuning in and just hanging out with me each week i do feel like we are We've come so far since I first started the show, and I am so thankful for your constant and your continued support of the podcast. So thanks for hanging out with me this week. I have a blast every time we are together. I also want to ask you guys to please subscribe to the podcast, and here's why. I do want to start throwing out some new podcasts on different days, and in order for you to listen to them and get them and hear them, you need to subscribe. Because I may not always put it on Facebook or I may not put it on Instagram. So please, if you haven't already, please just click the subscribe button that I'm going to put um, in the show notes. Click the link to subscribe. And like I said, it'll take you to the Music and Vibes podcast page on iTunes. Click the listen to on Apple Music and then you'll see it'll take you to the page where the subscribe button is. So then just click the subscribe button and 
you would be subscribed to the podcast. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with any fan, any friend or family member that you have who needs this episode. I know that this episode is probably helping, going to help people. And aside from helping people, I know that it's encouraging to know that you don't have to fight. Now, when I found out about fighting fair, it was the best thing ever for my marriage, for my relationship, for everything. So if you know someone out there who needs to know how to fight fair, please share this episode of the podcast with them so that they will also know how to fight fair. Guys, if you ever want to contact me or want to talk, I can be reached on the Music and Vibes Facebook page. You can just message me or you can just send me an email at, um, or you can just go to our webpage, which is musicandvibes.com and send me a message under the contact section. All right. Well, I think that is it. Any questions for me? All right, I don't think I have anything else either. So if you guys think of anything, you can contact me on the Facebook page or you can just go to musicandvibes.com and press contact and leave me a message. All right, well, guys, I think that's all for me today. So thank you so much for hanging out today, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh,